live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
after yesterday. But uh, beautiful, beautiful sunny day. So I don't have my grasses not being cut this week. I told the guys the other day, don't come back. We, we're having dry weather. So last night, Bobby, we had the second International Western Music Association Tennessee chapter uh, music event at the Commodore Lounge here in Nashville. And uh, it was absolutely great, and we're going to be doing the Commodore, I think, every other month, uh, highlighting some of our artists. But uh, it was a great show last night with the Renfries. Uh, I, you met them, I think, not too long ago. Yes, in, yes. Uh, in the Albuquerque area. And so they were yes. performing, and then Tisha Hedden and her husband James were performing, and so we just we just rocked the room last night. With West wow, West. that's wonderful. That's but, wonderful. Uh, and I... Yeah. I was Go just going to say, and I know um, Nikki Furman is um, probably there by now. She's attending the Western Writers of America Association um, gathering this week and picking up a major award um, for her song. Um, you, oh my gosh, correct me. You should have seen Oklahoma, Cheyenne. Oklahoma, was it? No, Cheyenne. Um, you should have seen Cheyenne. Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh but my congratulations gosh, that, to Mickey because she, yeah, she sent me a message exactly. on her way up. And just, so, yeah, it was great. Hey, one of the exciting that's things really that's exciting. happening is uh, uh, on July the 13th, uh, you've heard of the Bluebird. Of course. The Bluebird Cafe, the world-famous mm-hmm. Bluebird Cafe. We're, we'll be there on July the 13th starting at 9 o'clock with the first Western Music Association presents in the round for 90 minutes. So we are just tickled to death to be at the Bluebird Cafe and uh, and having our showcase for 90 minutes on July the 13th. So that's that's pretty cool. I think we're going to try to film that. So that will oh, be wonderful. That will be worth seeing. But, uh, and it's real funny because last night, I'll say this, and we're going to get on with the show, because we've got a lot of great music and some great guests today. But but while I was at the Commodore last night, uh, uh, Debbie Champion, who puts on the showcases there, came up and tapped me on the back, and she said, this guy wants to meet you. And I thought, who in the world wants to meet me? You know, maybe my wife. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was a a guy named Jerry K. Green. And Jerry had performed for years on the Louisiana Hayride and had over oh. 40 performances on the Grand Ole Opry. And guess, get this, he was performing last night at the Writers' Round. Jerry is 90 years old. <laughs> 90 years oh. old. And he yeah. was in great voice and a great writer. And he even gave me he even gave me three of his uh, CDs to listen to. So uh, it was Wonderful. great being there last night. But anyway, we've got a lot of great show today, and uh, we've got a lot of things that are happening in Asheville, and we're going to be talking about some exciting things that are coming up. But who are our first guests? Oh my goodness, we have the four girls next door joining us. Uh, in just a couple of moments, and we are excited to welcome them to Campfire Cafe. 
We're going to have a lot of fun talking to the girls. And then in the second hour, you know, Mark Bolander was not able to get connected last week uh, to be on Saddle Up America. So Mark is going to be on the show on Saddle Up America in the second hour. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song by the girls next door. It's one called Made in America. When we come back, we'll be talking with Doris and Cindy and Tammy and just a little bit later, Diane, today on the Campfire Cafe. back to the award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Made in America, performed by today's featured guest, Girls Next Door. Formed in Nashville in 1982, Girls Next Door is an American country music group founded by record producer Tommy West. 
He suggested to studio-backing vocalist Doris King that she form a four-woman vocal group, and she did. The successful band consists of four members, Doris King, Cindy Nixon, Diane Williams, and Tammy Stevens. The group recorded three albums, two for MTM Records and one for Atlantic Records. We are so fortunate to have all four performers joining us. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, Doris King Merritt, Cindy Snus, Diane Austin, and Tammy Stevens-Smith, known as Girls Next Door. Welcome, ladies. Hey oh, there, Bobby. Thank hey. you. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having us. <laughs> I am excited. I don't know if time. I can handle this. I don't know if I can handle this with five women on the show today. I oh, think so. You're just you about right. outnumbered, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I am I am used to being outnumbered. I have five granddaughters. <laughs> I have two daughters. I have stepdaughters. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> being outnumbered. Now. So, anyway, so glad to have you girls on the show today. And so we've got a lot we want to talk about. But uh, because we have people that are listening, you know, we have over a half a million people who listen to the show every week, girls. So we've got folks around the world, around the awesome. world listening. And uh, some of them may not be familiar with the girls next door. So, I'm going to go to Doris first because she kind of was the uh, the originator, I guess, of pulling everybody together. Mm-hmm. So, Doris, first of all, tell us where you gals all met and then how it came to be that the girls were formed. Well, we had all known each other indirectly from Opryland. And when Tommy said he'd like to put a group together, I said, well, I know Diane and Diane know Cindy and Cindy knew Tammy. And we literally got together and uh, and sang. And, Gary, it was perfect the first time. It was just one of those things we kid and say we were a match made in heaven, but it really was. When we sang for Tommy, he just he was blown away. And to give you a little bit of a background about Tommy West, he produced Jim Croce. He was real involved with Manhattan Transfer. And then also Ed Bruce and uh, Holly Dunn and uh, Judy Rodman in, in the Nashville area. So we were so fortunate, fortunate to get to work with an awesome producer. But that's what how we got started. And he started producing songs on us and gave us a lot of material to work on. And then he suggested that we hit the road before we, uh, we had a record out, which was tough. But you know what? That's wow. how we cut our teeth, you might say. You might say. And it, would, it wasn't fun. It was fun for us to get to sing. But, Gary, there's four girls on the road singing in bars and stuff. And it was tough. It was tough. But that's how that's how we really have, we feel like honed our craft, you know, to get together. Wow. Uh, of course, we've had lots of performing experience from Opryland. And then, you know, of course, college is music majors or music, study music. But it, it was just an awesome time. And it was a – we always say it was a God thing because – you know, we had that opportunity to do all that and had some successful hits and things. And then for us to take 30 years off <laughs> and raise our families and take care of parents and things like that, to have an opportunity to get back together. And we feel like this is this is timing. It's awesome. We're excited. It is pretty cool. Say, so, Cindy, I want to ask you, you weren't called the girls next door to begin with, were you? Wasn't there another name? Oh, yeah. We had a couple of names before that. <laughs> Um, we were wildflower first to start with, and then, you know, when you start trying to find names, um, 
you realize other people have them and you have to trademark them and all those things. Then we were Bell, uh, B-E-L-L-E, for a, a yeah. minute. And then, uh, you know, Girls Next Door is what what finally stuck. So, But by the time that we had anything released, we were Girls Next Door. I think okay. the Bell right. era was – Bell was just when we were out on the road in clubs and things, like Doris said, honing our craft. <laughs> I got <laughs> Then you. we became Girls Next you. Door, yeah. So how did Girls Next Door – how did you pick that? How did that come about? You know, actually, I think Tommy. Didn't Tommy West, uh, Girls, he wasn't that something he came up with? Um, yeah, and yeah. I think at the time – You're asking me to reach too far back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we were all throwing things out, and we were, you know, uh, getting, you know, asking people suggestions. But he came up with Girls Next Door, and I remember that he said it had a provocative innocence. Do y'all remember that? Yes. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And Was that one of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That had it stuck. Yeah. <laughs> and now who knows? Who knew? Then, that when you Google the girls next door, you were getting everything that you could say. So oh, my gosh. Uh, provocative innocence might have been the way to go. I don't know. You're right. Gary. I want to get to another always... song, and then we're going to come back and talk more with uh, Diane and Tammy and, and visit with them just a little bit. But you're listening to the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We'll be right back in just a moment with the girls next door.
We're back, and that is Baby I Want It by the um, provocatively innocent (laughs) (laughs) girls next door. (laughs) I kind of like Wildflower, by the way. I kind of like Separate, yeah. you know, a separate, a separate deal. 
would you no, we, I think, um, we 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 <laughs> we were just <laughs> thankful to have nice clothes to wear. So we would wear um, we would wear you know we just really never thought about it. If we had something nice that we wore in the video in our closet, we would wear it on stage. Um, you know, I don't think yeah, we ever ever tried. To, yeah, I don't think we ever intentionally you know tried to separate them or anything. We just yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Um, some but of those we, clothes were, you know, pricey enough that we thought we better be wearing them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, well, the record label bought our bought our wardrobe for the videos and things, so that was a good thing. Uh, Didn't they do that? Okay. They helped us fix the wardrobe. So then we got to keep them. <laughs> okay. So when you were performing, let's say, you know, tonight you're at a club, would you do a costume change, or were you in this, no. you know, were you in wardrobe the same the whole the whole time, same wardrobe? Or you did costume change? Not not in the clubs because we did the clubs okay. for two years. Thank the Lord that was all, and that was before <laughs> we had product out. So we didn't want any oh. of our any more of our clothes to get that smoky. it was oh my goodness. We go back. We would go back to our rooms, and it was just like if there was a place we could hang oh. our clothes, some place where to air them out. It was awful. So we were so thankful when uh, Love Will Get You Through Times with Delmani hit the charts and it made it changed our lives because then okay. then the clubs were we didn't do clubs anymore <laughs> i mean we did yeah. some of the great big clubs you might say but most of the time we were opening for someone or headlining our own shows and so it was okay. a oh, total different lifestyle after that we were so thankful but like we said earlier that was where we had the opportunity to hone our craft because you know we do three or four sets a night so you're gonna learn to sing together <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. sure Sure, sure. Well, I think um, Gary has, um, I got more questions, but we want to get to music. So I think he's got um, The Fool in Me queued up. You want to tell us a little something about that before he plays it? Cindy? Yeah, well, so that was on the, was it the first album? I think it was. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure it was written by Mike Ragonia. Uh, mm-hmm. who wrote several of our songs. He was a very good friend of Tommy, our producers, and he pulled some great songs from him. But, uh, yeah, that'll be fun to listen to. I haven't listened to that one in years. Wasn't that the flip side of our first line? It was that the flip first side, the flip side of Love Will Get You Through Times No Money when they had oh, actual things. Oh, the flip side. You know, well, it was the flip side. When, so that's pretty when cool. When you had 45s. Well, this this is a good one, so let's take a listen to The Fool and Me, and we'll be back in just a moment with The Girls Next Door.
Wow. I love this song. I love this song. When I was going through yeah, selecting you. songs, it's oh, like, man, I really, really like this song. Thank you. So we're talking with the girls next door, and that's Tammy Smith, Diane Austin, Cindy, that one again for me. And Doris Barrett. (laughs) Okay. All right. And anyway, we're we're just having a great time visiting with them. But, uh, Diane, I wanted to ask you. I mean, you guys performed with everybody. You performed in Vegas. I think you did the Tonight Show, didn't you? No, we did not do the Tonight Show. We did the Today Show. (laughs) I I meant Today Show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I really meant Okay. That's okay. But, But anyway. So, and you opened for Lee Greenwood out in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken? We opened for the Oak Ridge Boys in Vegas, but we actually... That's what I meant, Caesar was the Oak Ridge Boys them. in Vegas. I, I, hey, I know that's what you meant, honey. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, we did travel a lot with Lee Greenwood, though, in the very beginning, um, and the Statler Brothers, um, you know, but mostly with the Statlers and the Oaks and Lee, really, those three. And then we did a lot of, you know, a couple of nights with other artists here and there. And, um, and you know, of course, some of our some of our own things. So, um, yeah, we, we toured with a lot of people where hopefully we can we can do a little bit of that in the future here. Now, you know, we're we're trying to get going with our um, with our new EP that we're going to be recording um in a couple of months so we're we're just in the process now of of um finding music for that and um we want to mention that we are going to be having a kickstarter which is basically um a platform for artists and musicians to raise money for projects and so um if you just go to kickstarter.com you can type in girls next door and we'll come up but it's not going to start until, what did you say, Doris, the July 11th? 11th. Yeah, July uh-huh. 11th. Um, it's when and you're sure going to work 2.0. Girls Next Door 2.0. So I've got to ask you, i got to ask you real quickly, because it had been, what, 90, when did you guys start, stop performing? With each other? 91. 91. Like 82 to 91. And so I know yeah, uh-huh. that you did a couple of rendezvous, and we were thrilled to have you be part of our rendezvous. As a matter of fact, that first one just blew me away, that Friday night show that you guys did. It should have been the Thank Saturday night so show. We had we had Michael Martin Murphy on for that, so I should have switched that around. But but don't tell him. <laughs> but, we um, won't, but we love watching him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was, he was, he, I'm, I'm, he's good. He's great. Anyway, but anyway, uh, so you did a couple of reunion deals. So how did you decide that you wanted to get back and get on the road and create this new EP? How did that decision come about? Anybody? Well, anybody? I think timing. Yeah, timing. Yes. I think, I don't know who wants to answer that. Any of us can because it just seems like we've tried a couple of times and it hadn't been right, Gary. And this time, uh, we're all, everyone's retired and got our kids grown and it, it's just, it just feels right this time. And we're just saying, and the girls you know are what? Healthy. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, Doris and Diane both had, had cancer and they, and right. God healed them and, 
And it's just it, it just is part of the time endorsed. I didn't want to dismiss that. Go ahead, Cindy. No, no. No, you go ahead because I've talked. You talked. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, but well it didn't of, come of, up overnight. You know, that we've been talking about it for yes. for set for years, really, ten years at least we've been talking about it. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's like they were saying, it's one of these timing things where um you know, I my parents were had moved in with me and they were both very sick and it just seemed like and then North and I both you know, came ended up with cancer not far apart from each other and that, you know, put another thing on it and it just seemed like it wasn't the right time and now it feels right. You know, and we yes. feel like um God has has opened this window for us right now. Um and and so we're gonna we're gonna just enter it and have yeah. fun. Yes. yes. Have well, fun. I think the I think the timing is right. As a matter of fact, I thought the timing was right a few years ago. But I'm glad you guys <laughs> made that decision. And uh, uh, so we're gonna come back and talk a little bit more about the Kickstarter and how people can get involved in that. But this next song that we want to get to real quickly is "Slow Boat to China." What did this song mean to your careers? Oh my goodness. It, it put us, Gary, in a different place. I mean, you know, we were, we look back and think, well, we didn't have 10 years of number one hits. But we, but you look at the artists that try and try and try, and they just barely make it into the charts. And we had a, um, Love Will Get You Through Times of No Money went to number 14. Slow Boat went to number eight. And it changed everything. It changed the, the opportunity for us to work with people. We got calls. We, we were, we got called to and invited to open for George Jones at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. So it oh, just wow. really, I mean, we got to do some wonderful, wonderful things. And so we don't want to ever discredit, you know, because we didn't have 10 number one hits. But that song changed our lives again, you know. So we're so thankful. We're so thankful that we had that opportunity. Well, let's take a listen to Slow Boat to China. We're going to come back and talk more with the girls next day or today on the Campfire Cafe.
Rowboat to China, Girls Next Door. Uh, this particular song, as they just shared, really uh, changed their careers. I, I have a couple of questions. Um, uh, again, watching videos and such. Um, do do you all? Do any of you play instruments? Are you all vo- vocalists? And if so, who sub- who will supply? Who are you looking to to, to back you up um, when you go back in the studio? Well, Diane actually has her master's in music, so she's the one who's prolific in any instruments. So that's the first <laughs> question answered. Anybody else? <laughs> Why are you laughing, Diane? You are prolific. <laughs> I do a little piano and a little guitar, but I haven't picked up a guitar in a year, so. But I do play uh, piano okay. quite a bit at home. But our band, the players yeah. we're looking for, for the EP, that they will be, um, we have a couple of guys that are going to be, um, uh, there's a company here in, uh, Mer- in, in Nashville that's going to be producing us. And they will use their musicians that they use all They're the time studio. that are yeah. great, great A, you know, musicians. Studio, studio players, musicians right. Studio yeah. players, yeah. Studio players. Studio players. That's all they do, you know. Well, you have such a, a beautiful sound. The, uh, your harmony is so great. Um, now, the song that we just heard, The Slow Boat to China, who was the lead vocalist on that song? That was, that was Diane. Diane. That was Diane, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun getting to know your voices, you know. (laughs) Um, My next question is, um, and you were talking a little bit about who you opened for and and as you, you know, as you began to play bigger stages, is there, and this might be one, a question for each of you, although we're going to run out of time, but is there a particular real memorable moment? I mean, it you know, it could have been a problem with a costume. It could have been, I can't believe we're standing here opening for, you know, George. I mean, is there a memorable yeah. moment that just sticks with you when you think back over these years? Hey, the Kennedy Center was about definitely, about that was definitely yeah. one. But, y'all, you know, one I thought about just, just then when she was saying that, when we did Jamboree in the Hills, and we, there oh, were yeah. 75 thousand people there we looked all you looked out and all you see were people as far as you could see it was the most amazing thing (laughs) you know for us we just it was like oh my gosh so that was I I forgot about that one but that was we were trying to think of different shows the other night different things but yes the Kennedy Center was amazing and I just thought about that that was that was Mm -hmm. a big crowd y'all remember when we got to Caesar's Palace which at you know it's totally changed now Circus Maximus was the showroom there forever and it's gone. Uh-huh. There's a no show around there. Mm-hmm. But I remember walking on that stage and just going, dang, Diana Ross, yeah. Frank oh, Sinatra, yeah. Sammy Davis Jr., Cher, Michael Jackson. You know, oh. um, it, it uh-huh. was really, um, yeah. And it was, uh, to me, that was one of the, the more more fun gigs and easier gigs because we only had to play what, 20 minutes a night, 30 minutes a night, and then we yeah. um, mm-hmm. we could, you know, do whatever we did. And then um, we had, I think, two dark nights. And so, but it was still just like the best of situations as far as sound and light. And we were with the Oaks and, of course, not to mention the big humongous baskets in our rooms every night with wine. Uh-huh. And, we were trying, you know, and, 
We were spoiled. And Don, you remember we got to we got to sing the national anthem at the national finals rodeo, national and that rodeo. was a big deal yep. too. Oh, yeah, so they they came over, they got us they came and got us in a limo and oh. took us over there and oh. of course we didn't get to stay for the rodeo because we had to get back <laughs> to to do our show. But that was such you know that was pretty amazing too to get to do that. So oh yeah. wow that's fabulous. Well I know Gary um, I believe well Gary tell us tell us what you're going to play Walk next. Walk in the and, rain is the next song okay. we want to get to and and we got a couple more we want to get to besides this one so we're going to move right along but this is walk in the rain we're talking with the girls next door today on the campfire cafe on the equestrian legacy radio network heard around the world online on spotify iheart radio apple podcast and itunes
The girls next door are our very special guests today on the Campfire Cafe, and I, that's another one. I just love, I love the sound and uh, great, great music. Thank you. I've got to ask. I've got to ask, um, Sammy. You maybe you can tell us. I know you guys just finished a show, two shows in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, a couple of weeks yes. ago. So are you are you set to perform anywhere else that people can go and see you? We are not a set at this time to perform anywhere else, but in July, um, we plan on kind of with our Kickstarter starting, we're going to do a live stream. We hope to do that with maybe even one or two of the new songs that we want to put on the EP. So that would be the next time we would perform together and have an opportunity for people to see. And if people will go to our Facebook, Girls Next Door Music, um, they can follow us and be notified of that stuff. And um, we have an Instagram, same thing, Girls Next Door Music. And so we will notify and, and give everybody kind of a heads up on when to look for our live stream. But, Gary, we are ready to, we're ready to get out there and work again. We are so excited. So we hope, we hope next time you ask that question, I'll have a list to give you. Well, I'm kind of like thinking City Winery would love to have you girls show up. Okay. Oh, that'd be fun. Okay. You know, okay. or maybe the listening <laughs> room, or yeah, I could just I, I can list some of these places that I think you ought to be showing up in Nashville. But um, okay, I'll we look forward. We would love for you to let us know of what those are because I, I know well, Camp Hills just plays a listening room. So give us a list. Let you know we're we're all removed a little bit from Nashville now. You know, um, I'm, Cindy and I are the closest, but but. We, we, we will drive. You could give us that list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll drive. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We will be here. Hey, this is a fun, mm-hmm. fun song. This is a fun, fun song. It's one called "Pretty Boys Cadillac." So, what <laughs> oh, era yeah. is this from, Doris. Cindy? Where Where did this come from? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? This is one of Doris's favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs> and Doris, and Dor- I really don't remember. Do y'all remember who the writer is on this, Doris? I don't. I really don't. Okay. But it was. We, just, we it was have, just. It's a fun song, and we've 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 talked about this song quite a bit this week. Just kind of reminiscing, even going through some old harmonies. So, yeah, this is a great fun song. <laughs> this is a fun song. So let's take a listen to that and come back, and we'll visit for a few minutes more with the girls next door today on the Campfire Cafe. Where's that pretty boy? Waited a long, long time to have a chance to ride. 
Some of the down, can't you, some of the downloads are. Is it iTunes that has our second album? iTunes has the Atlantic Record still posted, and um, Spotify. Um, there are, um, is a bootleg copy on there, not from us, but but there is a copy of the first album on there. I'm not sure about the second album, you know, um, because MTM just, you know, they're basically defunct. Gone. You know, right. they lasted. Right. You know, they're gone. Bye bye. So. I know that uh, Disney owns the masters, but they're, you know, I don't think they're doing anything with them. So, um, but if somebody wants our music, they can message us, Messenger, and, you know, we'll make sure they get something. All right. Well, you have been so much fun. Go ahead, Doris. Oh, I was just going to say, hopefully, Gary, we'll be able to uh, be able to have that stuff available soon. So we're working on that. We're working on some of that to get our, you know, get the rights to our older music. So that's what yeah. that's something we're going to be working on. Plus, be looking for some new stuff too. Well, will you do me a favor? When you get okay. the EP yes. finished, when you get the yes. EP finished, would you come back and be with us again? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for that. We, you girls have been so much fun. We've been talking with the girls next door. You can visit them on Facebook or Instagram at the girls next door. And uh, we're going to close this show out, uh, this this segment for uh, today with love will get you through in times of no money. And uh, we look forward to seeing you girls out on the road performing somewhere. Well, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Thank you, Big Bobby. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. You're we started out with a shirt on our back, a ten dollar bill and an old funny hat, a single room on the second floor, the wolf howling at our door. But we didn't know we were poor. Love will get you through time. 
Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with our good friend, Mr. Mark Bolander. You think these legs ain't long enough? You think I'm not strong enough to win this race? Well, eat my dust. A real long line of those who will not be denied. It's in our bones, it's in our blood. We are.
Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. That was Templeton Thompson with Dark Horses and Long Shots. And from Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt, along with our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And now we're visiting with a good friend of ours. It's been a while, Mr. Mark Bolander. Hey, Mark. Hello and good morning out here on the West Coast still. <laughs> so how is your weather out there, by the way? We're, we've been hot here in Tennessee. We've been hot. I'm looking at the temperature right now in the pickup, and it's 91 degrees out. We've been on the road for seven hours. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 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 Well, let's see. The yesterday we were the... 100. We were 101 Holy yesterday cow. here in Nashville. And right now we're 94. So... I little, think we're supposed heat. to get up. Yeah, I think we're supposed to get up to 105 on part of the area that we're passing through today. Oh me, I'm glad I'm not with you. I'm not, glad I'm not with <laughs> you. But anyway, we're glad to have you here today because last week you were scheduled, but uh, you had a little bit of trouble out there finding some cell signal or something. So we're sticking we, with that to have you with have. us today. Yeah, sometimes you have a little bit of problem depending on where you're traveling out here in the West, but it's pretty good right now. I have five bars, so we should be good good to go. Good, 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 good. (laughs) Well, we've got a lot to talk about, and uh, and first of all, let's talk about the movement, because you were just out at Monty Roberts' Flags Up Farm, and uh, and so was was the artist that we just played, Templeton Thompson. I know that uh, that you guys got to meet Templeton while you were out there. Yes, we got to meet her and have some fun, listen to her music. It was great. Um, we spent six days down there at Flags Up Farm with Monty Roberts, and they had a lot of demonstration, the movement. Uh, it's just a very positive thing. You know, they have racehorses on their farm, and as we all know, only 3 or 4% of those racehorses make it. And so when right. they've done what we do, yeah, what do we do with them? And so they have a program to transition them from a racehorse to a trail horse or a jumper or something else. Find them another job. They're great horses, and they work hard. I mean, I can't compliment uh, Debbie and Monty and the staff and Simon enough for how hard they work to make this happen. Well, that's great. And I will mention right quickly that uh, that Monty also is a tip trainer with Mustang Heritage Foundation. So they work with, with uh, wild Mustangs and get those things ready to find new homes. So we appreciate him for doing that as well. What were you doing there? I know you were conducting some clinics while you were there. Yeah, we had one full day of lessons, and then we had three clinics. Um, so we had 35 horses total that learned the mountain trail and, um, Debbie there at flags up farm and Tom, her husband, they have built a world-class mountain trail course. And I think it's going to be a real feature on their farm. And it's also going to be very positive to help them transition these thoroughbreds and keep their minds busy and give them something to think about. And so far it's been very, very positive for them. Uh, it was a great honor for us to be able to go there, to, first of all, to build a course and give a clinic back in March and then three clinics here. 
and now we're headed home with two horses. We've got Mr. Checkers with us and uh, <clears throat> Jose Lito, and we're fortunate that both horses travel very easy. And on these new trailers, they open up and fans and everything else. It works pretty nice for the horses. Oh, that's great. At, at 105, I know they appreciate that. So that's pretty cool. They definitely and it's real funny because uh, Yeah, it's funny because uh, Templeton called me ye- yesterday or the day before I forgot. And she had come back from uh, from the event out there, sick as a dog, by the way. And uh, she and Sam were kind of trying to recuperate just a little bit. But she told me, she said, one of the things I want to do, Gary, is try to find enough money to build one of those Mark Bollinger courses <laughs> out here. So we'll have to, we may yeah. have to do a Kickstarter program for that, you know. Can, can I jump in for a quick moment since you just well, mentioned checkers? I believe Checkers has his very own Briar model. Is that correct? Checkers has his very own Briar Briar model. And then on the 10th of July, we head back to Kentucky Horse Park with Checkers and tow. And he will, you know, demonstrate back there and we'll sign, we'll sign horses (laughs) for for people. And yeah, it's it's a great honor for him. And then we'll continue up to, Virginia to Coyote Crossing. It's a big trail course we have up there. Uh, and we'll do clinics up there, and then we'll head back to Washington State. So we'll be gone quite a bit of July. Wow, wow. Well, hopefully Mary Kay and I will get to run into you guys at the Kentucky Horse Park during Briarfest. So we're, we're gonna try we would to ab- absolutely in. love that, Gary. We would love it, and you, yeah. can, uh, you can see checkers. That'd be good. That would be good. Well, now, for folks that are around the world listening in, and maybe this is the first time that they've heard you on the show, uh, tell us just a little bit about what the Mountain Trail Course, the International Mountain Trail Challenge Association is all about. Well, IMTCA, or International Mountain Trail Challenge, it's a new discipline uh, with our dreams and goals of the World Games and then the Olympics. And it's tough. It's taken tough, but... The mountain trail should simulate the ideal mountain trail horse, a horse that can go out on the trails and address any obstacle, uh, water obstacles, bridges, uh, bridges that move, bridges that roll under you, bridges that swing. And almost all the obstacles we have, you can actually find them on the real trail. And so once we build these bold and confident horses one trail obstacle at a time, then they can go out and people can actually have an enjoyable, safe trail ride instead of get back to the clubhouse or the trailer and scared to death because they haven't even seen the trail, they can relax and actually enjoy God's beauty out there in the country. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Well, we want to take a quick break and listen to a song from uh, from Mary Kay Holt. And I think you guys might enjoy this one. This is one from her album, Frontier. And it's kind of cool because uh, Tammy Smith had just mentioned that they had bought this album. And uh, one, of her, one of her kids loves to listen to it. So let's take a listen to Mary Kay's We Dream of Horses. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Mark Boland today. And we'll find out a little bit about Boland Horse Park. Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony ride. A little 
but when it was over he cried All the way home in the car He chanted that pony's name Now every Christmas and birthday His wish list is the same He dreams of horses And he Climbing right back on Shovels, dolls, hot hay in the snow Fed horses before dawn School bell rings when she's at the gate Calling that pony's name Years will come and years will go But this will never change She drinks of horses talking with Mark Bolander. Mark um, has a great website, um, bolanderhorsepark.com. And whenever I go there, I just feel like I learn so much, even though I'm not an equestrian, as our listeners know. Um, one of the quotes that I like, and I'm going to ask him to talk a bit more about this, is the more you understand the horse, the more you love it. And the more you love the horse, the more you understand it. It's not about who's boss 
who has authority or respect, or how you can make a horse do this or that. It's all about who is worthy of leadership as seen by the horse's instinct. Mark, could you tell us a little bit about your training goals and some of the important um, things that you want your students to remember? Oh, well, <laughs> that one quote that's kind of so this way, the more I learn, I realize the less I know. <laughs> go back to that quote. Go back to that quote. Quote. You know, we have such a dominating attitude as a human being, and God said He gave us dominion over the animals, but He never said He made us superior to them. Mm-hmm. Well, about instinct. Is instinct mm-hmm. is a big word that basically says scientifically we cannot explain a certain behavior even though we can see it with our own eyes instinct is a different type of intelligence than what god gave you and i we can't explain it but it does not mean it does not exist and most of the horse's life runs on instinct their ability to read you is far superior to your ability to read that horse And once you kind of humble yourself and realize you start looking at things a lot different, is it'll it'll give your feet, it'll kind of keep your feet on the ground and take away some of your arrogance when you realize that in some ways they're beyond us. They they don't think like we do. They're a majestic, beautiful animal. The world is very different from our world. Mm, you're break, uh, you're breaking instinct, up a bit. Yeah. Northern California is not yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> Those five bars disappeared, didn't they, I think? <laughs> yeah, it comes and goes. I'll tell you, and you're traveling. And the big cities is good. You start to get out to the rural areas a little bit, and you get in trouble. But um, if I'm back in, but yes, so the instinct of the horse to read you, it will figure out whether in it, everyone knows, a horse knows whether you know or not. Well, now we're realizing it's just not just the intelligence of the horse that knows. It's the instinct that the horse can feel, can sense what you're feeling, your heartbeat, your emotions, and that will have a huge impact on how that horse ends up behaving around you. The horse is a natural-born follower, but they're looking for a consistent leader. And so that instinct will pick up whether you're that leader or not. And it's not a thing about force. It's not about who is boss. And I can't stress that enough to the interns and everyone else. You know, it doesn't mean that horse is allowed to run over you. If the horse doesn't see you as their leader, they basically see you as a feed wagon. And if you're just a feed <laughs> wagon, they have no problem of walking over you. And that that is not acceptable. So it, it's a fine line. It's, it's a fine line to uh, being found worthy of your leadership role. And it's not one of aggression or of violence or doing something 
hard and stressful. It's simply being a leader. And to give you an example, we've all had teachers that we could not wait to hear the bell and get out of that classroom. We've had we've had other teachers. We've had other teachers. We didn't want to hear the bell. And mm-hmm. if you are a leader and you're you're fair with that horse, they're going to want to be with you. They're going to want to try for you, and they're going to give you your their heart. But if you want. Um, I kind of laugh and I tell people, you can't beat happiness into a horse or a wife. And, ah. you know, it sounds fun. <laughs> it's, it sounds funny, but you have to have an attitude and you have to figure out how you can inspire that horse to learn. It's exactly like teaching a human. You have to figure out a way to inspire that human to learn because you can't make anyone learn. You just have right. to figure out what can we do to inspire this person to move on or this horse to move on and step on that swinging bridge or step on that water box or step down into the water. You know, there's all kinds of things you can look at. And we don't look at the obstacles. Is We don't need to master the obstacles, even though we do. We're using the obstacles to master their mind, and that also ties in to whether that horse will find us worthy of a leadership role. And it's the subtle nuances of horsemanship are everything to the horse. There's many little things that are not, you know, that we don't even see that are huge in the horse's mind. They're they're just a different world. But so well, yeah, that, it's mm-hmm. fairly complicated, <laughs> and yet it's fairly simple. Mhm. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Well, talk to us, Mark, just a little bit about Bolander Horse Park and, and what's going on up there this year. Well, it's almost like what's not going on. You know, we're racing home <laughs> because t- tomorrow night I have lessons and Saturday we have some lessons. Part of the show is Saturday. Then we have a show on Sunday, uh, you know, and lessons continue. Training continues. Uh, the interns are there. So Bollinger Horse Park is constant a beehive. And right now, this this year in the Pacific Northwest, we've had the wettest, wettest weather on record. It's been cold and wet. And last week, the farmers finally got out on the fields to plant. So their corn is wow. not going to be knee, knee high by July 4th. It's, you know, it's just late. But now the summer starts, and the Pacific Northwest, the summers are just to die for. You know, it's in the mid-70s on average in Washington State and part of Oregon. So the weather is beautiful, and so people constantly come daily to use the courses or for lessons. And then there's always clinics going on, and my wife is in charge of that. She takes care of that, and she delegates me often to just mow the lawns. And stay out of the office. <laughs> by the way, the, by the way, tell tell Leah I said hi while, while you're driving today. I will tell her hello, and also she said when we're at Kentucky Horse Park, we'll take you and your wife out to dinner. That sounds great. That sounds great. You you can't we go wrong a, on that. We found a we found a great little place to eat too, not too far away from the horse park. So we may share that with you. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We went out to eat with uh, everyone there from Flags is Up Horse Park last night, all but Monty. 
he wasn't feeling the best. And we went with Pat and Debbie and them. And Pat, a lot of people don't know, Monty's wife is just a world-class, renowned uh, bronze artist. She is truly wow. amazing. And uh, mm-hmm. so Monty was out there working the racehorses yesterday. You know, they just never stop. Those people just never stop there at that farm. That is so cool. Well, that kind of keeps you young, you know. My, how old is Monty now? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I should say, but I think he's 87. <laughs> All right. Wow, is he? <clears throat> 80, 87, gave demonstrations this weekend. At the movement, I uh, saw him working racehorses, I think, three or four days when I had a chance to even peek out there, you know, with the trainers and everything. So his heart is still a 20-year-old, still young at heart, still out there with the love of the horse, which is pretty exciting. Oh, that's and, great. And hopefully when I'm 87, I'm going as strong as uh, him and Pat and enjoying life and uh, switch back to IMTCA. My wife and I, we actually teamed up with Flags' farm for the mountain trail. Flag is uh, up farm. We teamed up with them to promote the mountain trail and IMTCA. Uh, So there'll be many more clinics coming down there. And California, we see, is a huge market for International Mountain Trail Challenge Association. There's a lot of horses down there. I mean, there's horses everywhere uh, down there in that area in California. So that's a very exciting, exciting times for us and exciting times for them. You know, uh, Debbie, they're going through some transitions there at the farm. They're building new paddocks that give the horses a lot more room to move, and they're kind of going to a track system, kind of like what they have in Europe and Germany, et cetera. So they're really excited to promote it and to move on. And we're excited to, uh, you know, promote the mountain trail. They're at their farm. They have a beautiful course. And and so on we go, you know, one more step, one more step in our journey. That's fantastic. How many courses, uh, Mark, do you have out there now? Uh, This is our first one in California. But there's, I don't know, there's courses everywhere. And I'm starting to lose track of them very bluntly. But after Briarfest, we go up to Virginia at Coyote Crossing there. And we're really excited because the young lady who trains there uh, is our future daughter-in-law. So great. I know. And her getting married in October and... They met at our place because Angela, she was uh, she was an intern at our place, and wow. then she went on and just got her master's at Clemson. So we're pretty excited, and this it's been a great relationship back there on that on that course and the clinics. This will be the first time that we have an opportunity to take checkers back there, though. Oh, that's great. That is absolutely great. Well, let's give people your website and tell them how they can get in touch with you and uh, how they can take part in the events that are taking at Bolander Horse Park. And and do you have your tour schedule listed? Because I know you're going to be in uh, Kentucky mid-July and other places. But uh, how can they find you? Well, the schedule is on BolanderHorse.com, and they can uh, scroll through the website, find the schedule, find the clinics that are coming up. Uh, the play days, we call them play days, where people are free to come and go. And 
often there'll be like 50 people there can come and the course is more than able to handle it and people just have fun and our attitude always has been if you're not having fun you probably shouldn't be doing this but it's all there you the go website, and the phone number for my wife is there she doesn't let me handle phone calls anymore because um <laughs> i forget <you. laughs> i forget you know all you know who i call mark yeah, you, you know who I call wife. when you I want. Call, you, That's right. I know you That's call right. evil wonder because you obviously know I can forget or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, Lee, the phone number's on there, and and she'll always sit you in for lessons. Uh, we're always looking for new places to hold clinics across the United States, Europe too. Uh, we're excited. We're excited now that COVID is in our rearview mirror not over we still take precautions we still have friends that have right. it right that america is opening back up and everything's turning back to normal and we're excited about that and i think america is excited about that and so on we go that's fantastic well listen thanks for joining us today and sharing with us and uh you know we'll we'll catch you when you're settled in and i'm not on the road sometimes we're not fading in and out <laughs> the next time, too. So that'd be great. Look right. forward to seeing you in Kentucky in July. We look forward to that, Gary. And thank you so much again for letting us be on. Have a great right. day. Thanks a lot. You too. Bye. We're going to listen to Tempe Thompson. Uh, not Tempe Thompson. We're going to listen to Trinity Seeley with a song called Cricket Roll. And we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle of America.
So I'm coming home to stay The only view I need Is looking through the ears Of that old face Waiting for the solace in my soul Smile as I listen to my pony's cricket Cricket roll. Well, Bobby Bell, as always, this has been a fun show. It's been an interesting show and uh, and somewhat challenging at times with, uh, with guests that are traveling while they're calling in. And, uh, but we handled it okay, I guess. So, right. <laughs> a lot of fun talking with the girls next door and always fun to talk with Mark Bolander and, and uh, visit with him just a little bit. So um, next week, next week on Thursday, uh, I will be flying to Boise, Idaho. So you know we're celebrating our 10th anniversary this year, this year on uh, on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And Bobby, I was just kind of going through some of the shows that we've done in the past, and you know we've lost a lot of really great people. Uh, over I know that. You know, the, yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's just, it's been it's been an interesting thing. We make great friends on this show, and then when we lose people, it's pretty tough. But next week, we're going to rebroadcast a show that we did with Bill Barwick, and, okay. and I recall I recall so well telling Bill how envious I was of his voice because. If you don't know, <laughs> that man, he had a voice that was made for radio mm-hmm. and television and music. And uh, mm-hmm. and it was only, it was less than a week after he was on the show that he had his stroke. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I, and then I found some I was... pictures. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying that I, and then I happened to be looking on his Facebook page and I found a great photograph of he and Mary Kay at the uh, Western Music Association right after he'd had the stroke. You know, after he'd had the stroke, I think he, he showed up for the WMA that year and uh, mm-hmm. was on his cane. And so I've got a great picture of he and Mary Kay that, uh, that we'll trade. Yes, I was going through actually all of the shows last night, all the way back to show one, because I also you have them on your website, and I also have them on our West shop, and um, and I was scrolling, you know, up and down, and um, just seeing the name of you know who was on Campfire Cafe, and then who was on Saddle Up America, just brought back lots of memories. <clears throat> just yeah. just looking at the titles of the shows and the year and the date. Um, it's been kind of a week of nostalgia like that for me this week. 
um, reviewing um, sort of my radio walk, um, especially over the last seven years, although I've been been involved in, in radio um, earlier on Santa Clarita's hometown station, KHTS, a number of years ago, which is where I kind of first got introduced to the idea of talking to folks and authors and musicians and equestrians and artists. Um, really, that's where I discovered how special and what a privilege it is to have that platform um, to be able to be, promote, yeah. you know, who to promote the guests. They're, it's much more interesting to promote the guests than me to talk about me. Much more interesting to talk about <laughs> Talk about the well, guests. I know our audience would rather hear our guests than us, so that's that's a good thing. But uh, yeah, it's been kind of challenging. I and I was thinking, you know, Liz Masterson was on the show and she lost mm-hmm. her to cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Joey Feek was on the show. Joey and Roy mm-hmm. lost Joey Feek. She was diagnosed with cancer after she'd been on the show, just shortly after she'd been on the show. So so many people. Yeah. But we're going to be broadcasting uh, the show with Bill Barwick next week, and it was a great show, and you will certainly enjoy it. And uh, and then, of course, um, a friend of ours, a really good friend of yours, Jim Christina, just passed away. And uh, and I can I will never forget you calling me up and say, you know, I've been invited to be a co-host on the show. Is that okay with you? And and I said, well, of course. I'm just, you know. <laughs> We're not going to we're not going to cut your salary any, and uh, <laughs> and so we you, you join Jim Christina, we? yeah we do. So you know yeah. you join Jim Christina on the writers block on LA Talk yeah. Radio, and Jim just passed yeah. away, and uh, and so I know he meant a lot to you through um, through the bookstore or the bookshop that you did at Santa Clarita and other things but uh, you're doing a special show tonight to honor him aren't you um we are as, as so often happens the passing is sudden and um you don't always have the opportunity to say what you want to say or um have um closure and so we decided that um tonight is the writer's block night it's every Thursday, six o'clock Pacific time and in your own time zone, proper time zone on latalkradio.com. Um, and um, there are some other co-hosts besides myself. I am, I am the original um, co-host, but we found it was good to have other voices and other, other um, writers on the show as well. That allowed us to each take a vacation when we needed to, or, um, uh, when I moved, the show was still being done live in the studio at LA Talk Radio, and Jim really missed having somebody across the table to look at. And so Richard Polinelli, a good author friend, um, joined, and then I called in, and then that was sort of before Skype. And so one of the challenges was we'd sort of talk over each other because we wouldn't really know <laughs> uh, who's talking next. <laughs> Um, and then Bob Brill uh, joined when Richard moved, and Bob Brill was in the studio, and then Russ Addison, a really good friend of Jim's who had had his own show on LA Talk Radio earlier, had been with us from the beginning. So it's quite a team of really fabulous um, folks who have also become friends, and each one of us in our own way um, indebted to Jim 
and to his wife, Jerry, who uh, really helped keep the show going. Um, we each are so grateful for the opportunity. Tonight will be show 350, unique show 350. And one of the things that Jim told each one of us was, you will read the book. We are not going to interview authors based on blurbs or synopsises or book reviews. We will read the book. So can you make a commitment to read the book every week? And um, you want to be prepared with some questions, but we want this to be off the cuff. We want this to be like we're sitting around um, and having just a great conversation. The purpose of the show was always to um, present the guest's newest book and talk about that. And then the second half was really to be insightful on the author's writing process. Jim's dream was that this be a format that writers, new writers, um, advanced writers, uh, somebody thinking about writing would pick up pearls of wisdom that might help facilitate their writing career. And that was really important to Jim. And so that's kind of how the format of the show uh, laid out. He just um, had a great voice for radio, a great love for the guests and for writing and the writing process. He himself was a fabulous author. And then later he and Richard each were doing some publishing on their own and they gathered their two publishing companies together to create Tuscany Bay books. And they, they have been publishing books like crazy for the last couple of years. So a really, really talented man, a musician, a poet, um, you name it, Jim did it. You name a place in the world and he lived there, which I discovered over my years of um, sharing the mic with him. So Yes, tonight will be um, a tribute as well as we will have a guest on, good friend of ours, J.R. Sanders, um, who's been with us many times, was scheduled for tonight, and um, he knew Jim personally as well. Together they were at every one of our Buckaroo bookshops that we organized over the years, as well as um, events that we organized in our store. We had an ongoing program called Rendezvous with a Writer, and under the auspices of that title, um, we created a, a variety of author events. And uh, Jim and Jr. were often there, like the opening of the New Hall Library, um, for instance, was another one of those events. So um, we decided, you know what, people will be interested in what we had to say, but Jim would want an author to come on. <laughs> We need to honor Jim's um, dream, and since J.R. was scheduled and he had such a connection to us, we've gone ahead, and so J.R. Sanders will be joining us as well. Well, it should be a special night of special memories in honor of Jim Christina, and uh, uh, I don't know why, but he had Mary Kay and I on the show one time, and of course, he didn't want to talk to me that much. It was all Mary Uh. Kay. It's like every now and then I got to say something. But, yeah, uh, songwriters, anyway. the written word, yeah. and poets, um, you know, he had a heart for music. He was a phenomenal musician himself and had a, a band in um, um, for many, many years. And um, so he loved talking to songwriters. Um, and we did have some evenings with songwriters. So, yes, and that was really wonderful because that was just this year that we um, had Mary Kay back. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well, he's, he was a good fella and uh, and like so many people, it's such a loss. 
I can't talk about it anymore. I'll get choked up. So let's, just, <laughs> uh, let's just tell people how they can tune in tonight to listen to the tribute. Yes, just go to um, latalkradio.com, uh, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 Central, and, of course, 9 Eastern. It will be a podcast. will be live. It's always been live. Um, but then it is recorded, and the podcast link becomes available almost immediately right on the L.A. Talk uh, Writer's Block page. So, um that's the easiest way if you want to listen live this evening. Um, and uh, I think it will be a special show. We're going to all try to hold the tears back. Um, it's been a teary week for me. <laughs> well, we have those weeks. We have those weeks. But anyway, for our listeners out there today, it was a lot of fun visiting with the girls next door. And uh, I'm so excited that they are going to be getting back together to, to do some shows and uh, their new EP and then Mark Bolander called in and uh, you know still wasn't the best sales service in the world but it was pretty good and so we appreciate him doing that and, and, uh, and I, I know Lee keeps him straight as well so we're grateful for that so I know you usually have a closing thought do you have something that you'd like to share with I do, and this one um, popped up uh, today, and it felt so apropos. It's very simple. Why not is a slogan for an entertaining and interesting life. And, Gary, every part of my life that has made me the woman I am today is because of an opportunity that was offered out of my comfort zone. And I said, why not? Why so not? I encourage Why you to approach life the same way. Why not? Why not? Good words. We're going to close the show today with a great song from uh, Doris Merritt, who was a guest with us a while ago for the girls next door. And uh, this is one that she and Mike did on their album Detours. It's called May the Good Lord Take a Liking to You. And we'll be back next week, noon Central Standard Time at EquestrianLegacy.net. May the good Lord take a liking to ya. May He spread His blessings on your trail. May He be your guide anywhere you ride, and be always your host when you're needing Him most. May the good Lord take a liking to ya. May your prayers for comfort never fail. And till someday you make a dream come true with the making your methods. Take a liking to ya. May he ride beside you all the way. May he be your pal in your life around and be part of your team when you lasso a dream. May the good Lord take a liking to ya. May your wishes never go astray. And if someday you find a love that's true with the finding you've nothing to do.
on your trail. May he be your guide anywhere you ride, and be always your host when you're needing him most. May the good Lord take a liking to ya. May your prayers for comfort never fade, and to someday you make a dream come true with the making. 